gentlemen, this is Drinks with Dub, and I am your host, Ian Dub, a.k.a. Mr. No Filter, a.k.a. Mr. No Chill, a.k.a. I forgot what I was going to say. I fucked up already. But anyway, I am Dub City. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, like I always tell you, man, for those of you that been listening, thank you for your your support, and I hope I continue to entertain you every week. Uh, this is four in a row. Pat myself on the back for that. Four weeks in a row, on time with a brand new episode. For those of you that may be tuning in for the first time or newly tuning in or whatever, uh, thank you for giving me a listen as well. And if you haven't done so already, feel free to go over to uh, Facebook or Instagram and follow me. And like the page, uh, Drinks with Dub. <clears throat> clear my throat a little bit. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Drinks with Dub. Um, stay in the loop and get some, uh, some just some fun stuff that happens on Facebook and Instagram. It's social media. It is what it is. Um, if you uh, if you haven't done so already, your favorite listening platform, I'm available just about everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. You can listen directly on the Anchor app if you so choose or Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, various places, whatever your favorite platform to listen is. Uh, do what you got to do. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever the case may be so you can be updated when the new episodes drop. Uh, it looks like the new episodes will be coming out every Friday. Uh, hopefully every Friday. I'm doing good so far. But that's that's that, man. Uh, you know, thank you for tuning in and checking me out. And hopefully it's a hopefully it's a good time. I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the show has changed a lot over the course of over the course of doing the podcast. It's uh becoming something very different than I envisioned but that's just that's just the way that life rolls and you know you gotta you gotta roll with the punches and go with the flow so to speak you know when I originally started doing the podcast it was more of an interview type show you know what I mean uh various people for different reasons I would you know have them on the podcast and interview them and ask them questions and you know that sort of thing and you know I kind of switched that up a little bit because I kind of realized I was in a position that if the show didn't grow you know at a certain rate then I would basically run out of people to interview you know what I mean like you know I live in a you know pretty small area there's I'm not going to say there's not a lot of interesting people because there definitely are. But, I mean, generally when you think about interviewing somebody, you think of interviewing somebody that has some sort of purpose to be interviewed. Like, you don't want to just interview, you know, Tom down the street that, you know, goes to work and goes home. So, but it was a situation where, you know, trying to reach out to people and, be, be something that they would want to do, I guess is is the is the essence of it. Like, hey, why don't you come and, you know, be interviewed on Drinks with Dub? Or what the fuck is Drinks with Dub? Or what's a podcast I host? What the fuck is a podcast? Who listens? You know what I mean? Just that type of thing. So I kind of switched up and decided, you know what, let's instead of an interview, let's make it more of a, 
you know, casual conversation type of show, you know, because that opens the door up to to more people. Like it's not necessarily somebody that has something to promote or something specific to talk about me and whoever can just talk about whatever it is we want to talk about for that episode. And, you know, that also opens up the possibility of, you know, having repeat guests. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm interviewing somebody, like, it's only so many questions to ask a motherfucker. So if I ask you some questions this week, in three weeks, you probably ain't done too much for me to ask you, you know, another hour's worth of questions. But if we just talking, you know, about current events or whatever topic, hey, you can come on two, three weeks in a row. But, you know, so, and that was working out pretty well, but with the new baby and just life in general and when I'm available to do the podcast, it was starting to become a situation where it's like, when can I schedule people to, you know, do the podcast? Do I, you know, do I go to them? Do I have them come to me? Do I get them to download the Anchor app and we can do it over the phone? It was just, it was just a lot. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me figure out how to way to do this do this by myself and sort of get that you know process established because that was that was one of the hardest things was you know at the, I did a couple of episodes by myself but I would only do it at a point in time when like oh I don't have a guest this week I need to figure out how the fuck to get an episode out tomorrow and it's like you don't realize how hard it is to sit and talk for 45 minutes by yourself. So it was, you know, definitely a, a process and an adjustment, <clears throat> you know, and really at the time I was really, really trying to do current events and pop culture and, you know, shit going on in the news, you know, which is, you know, it's cool and it's fun and relevant, but at the same time, it's like, what am I going to say that, you know, hadn't already been said? Or if I'm going to talk about current events on the podcast, I don't want to necessarily talk about current events all over social media all week. Because then there's no point in listening to the podcast. You heard what the fuck I had to say. You know, so, you know, kind of sat back and thought about it a little bit more. And I've basically been coming up with various topics that I can discuss you know, over the course of the podcast, and if you've listened to me before, whether it be the podcast or Facebook Live or just talking to me in general for any length of time, you know that my mind kind of weaves in and out of thoughts and, you know, opinions. And so I can, you know, have a basic topic that I want to discuss, and I may go off on a tangent and completely leave that topic alone, but... I try to, you know, kind of stick with it and give each show a purpose. And that's where we are today. You know what I mean? We, uh, we've been doing this, like I said, you know, this is four weeks in a row. You know, it's been going pretty good so far. It's not, it's getting easier, getting easier to, you know, let me organize my thoughts in a way that I can present them and, you know, move forward and keep keep putting out content, keep putting out shows. And 
hopefully you're sticking with me and still listening. And if you're not listening, uh, well, I don't really have a message for you because you ain't going to get it no way. So, you know what I mean? That's what it is. But today, today I want to talk about the fact that money talks. And we've all heard the expression before. Money talks, bullshit walks. And <clears throat> and I'm curious. I don't know. Curious is the word. Like, when I say curious, it's like I'm asking you something, but I'm just talking. But I'm starting to see definitely in some instances that money, money seems not to be talking as loud as it used to. You know what I mean? Like... We starting to see people, you know, because basically when we talk, for the most part, when you say money talks, bullshit walks, what you're talking about is getting out of trouble. Is money getting you out of shit. And money has always gotten people out of shit. If you got money, you, you'd be better off than if you didn't have money. And we see it a lot with celebrities. Celebrities especially. Celebrities can either buy their way out of trouble through just throwing some money at a problem and it going away like hmm, I'll slide you some bills and we just won't talk about this no more or you know money can help you fight the system you know because the system is a motherfucker you know what I mean you can say what you want about you know corruption and the fairness of the system and all of that but I'm not going to get into that I'm just talking about from a financial Standpoint, you know what I mean. You know, two two big cases that come to mind, you know, are one the OJ trial and two Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg's murder trial in the early '90s. You know what I mean? Like the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, and the state of California versus Calvin Brodus. You know what I mean? Like these. This is two people fighting a legal battle against the state of California because that's, you know, that's how, you know, criminal trials are set up. It's, it's the people, you know, it's the state of California versus whoever it is accused or whatever in the case of, you know, what whatever the fuck they say they did. So you take Snoop Dogg, especially look at Snoop Dogg in the early 90s, you know, early to mid 90s, whatever it was, 94, 95, Whatever it was. You know, he gets involved in a situation where somebody did lose their life. And let me try to pull up some of this information. See, I don't do this stuff beforehand. Like, I probably really should, you know, look up shit and make notes and everything like that. But I don't. That's just not just not what I do. But let me, uh, let me, let me, let me look. Uh, oh, legal. I'm on Wikipedia graduating. Yeah, uh, August 93, Snoop Dogg was arrested in connection with the death of a member of a rival gang who was shot and killed by Snoop's bodyguard. Both men were charged with murder as Dogg was driving the vehicle from which the gun was fired. Johnny Cochran actually defended both men. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, that's that right there. Johnny Cochran. You know what I mean? Like, Snoop Dogg was working on his debut album, so Snoop Dogg didn't even have big money. He just had, like, regular money. You know what I mean? But he was able to hire a lawyer that was able to fight 
you know, this this battle against the state of California. Because here's the thing, like, you know, there's levels to shit. You know, Meek Mill, Meek Mill's daddy best. There's levels to this shit, and like, we all we all you know watch TV, Law and Order, you know. CSI, whatever cop show you like, you you see them get arrested, they read them their rights, you have the right to remain silent, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, you have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you. And that sounds well and good that we all get the right to have an attorney, you know, to represent us in our legal troubles, but let me tell you something. If you're an attorney that's getting appointed to motherfuckers because they ain't got money, it's a reason for that. You not at the top of the food chain when it comes to lawyering. You know, it's the reason that your services are free. And that's just, you know, no disrespect to anybody. Like, if you have gone to college and went to law school and graduated and passed the bar, you are an attorney, you know, I salute you. But like I said, it's the reason your services are free. That you're just getting appointed to random people. Like, that's just the bottom line. If I'm in a murder case against the state of California or the state of Tennessee or whoever, I don't want a public, you know, just some public defender defending me that, you know, in over their head. Like, I want to pay for, you know, a high-priced attorney that's going to be able to fight and duke it out with the system. And Snoop Dogg was able to do that. Same thing with O.J. Simpson. You know what I mean? Whether you think he did it or didn't do it, you know, that ain't the point. The point is he was able to hire a dream team of lawyers. He dropped big paper for that law, for that law team. You know what I mean? So, and so he was able to make it a fair fight. And go head to head with the state of California and legally defeat them. He wouldn't have been able to do that if he was broke. Like, if a broke motherfucker got arrested with his blood here and his blood there and they blood all over the place, and they say hey, you can't afford an attorney, here go, uh, here go uh, 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 Johnny Smith Esquire, attorney at law, to represent you. Bro, you going to jail. You you might as well take that plea deal that they finna offer you, cause it ain't finna work out for you. They finna they finna bully your lawyer, and you finna be in some shit. But you know that's just that's just the way it is. And you start to see now, um, now you know people are starting to come out and take some falls. You know what I mean? For some shit that's been going on for years and years and years. I mean, this Me Too movement is a motherfucker. You know, this Me Too movement is a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I say that I don't mean that to like be like, oh, it's you know crazy or it's fucked up or anything like that. I mean, just it's it's crazy to see like the stories coming out of how long shit's been going on. Like, you know, the Bill Cosby. Like, I want you to think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the fact that Bill Cosby, America's dad, is currently incarcerated. Like, is that some shit you thought you would see? Like, in your lifetime, like, if I'd have told you 10 years ago, uh, 
that uh, fucking Bill Cosby would be locked up. Like you would, it wouldn't make sense to you. It wouldn't make sense to you to think that Bill Cosby would be, you know, locked up. And I'm trying to let me. You know what I mean? And like his, there's, you know, more than 60 women have accused him of attempted assault, rape, drugs facilitated, sexual assault, sexual battery, all kind of shit. Going back to the mid 60s. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm trying to look at his career. The mid 60s, like he barely had money then. Like he was, like he was funny. Like he had a, He had a show, uh, 1969, the Bill Cosby show was the thing. You know what I mean? So, like, even, like, in the mid-60s, he wasn't even a superstar, I don't guess you would call it. But he still had money to the point that he could keep things silent and people wouldn't speak out against him in a way that made him look bad because... Like I said, he had money. Money talks. Bullshit walks. And so he was able to, you know, he was able to, you know, do illegal activities like horrible things to people for 40 years or something like that because he had money. You know, like, you know, look at, you know, look at Trump. Trump sums it up. And you can... I'm not going to get into a political debate with you. I'm not going to debate you at all because I'm here by myself. But, you know, talking about Donald Trump, it is it is crazy to me how the country as a whole, and I say as a whole because he was elected president. You know, he is the president. He was elected by the American people. I get all that. But the country as a whole just accepted the fact that he was he was telling the sad and dangerous truth, maybe like I don't know if it's dangerous or not. It's definitely sad when he when he you know with the grab him by the pussy come in. Like if you're a star, they just you can just do whatever you want. You can grab him by the pussy, and it's like I just literally like looked around like what. Like, I don't think, like, you just admitted freely that if you have money or you're famous, you can sexually assault somebody. Like, to just walk up and grab somebody by the pussy just because you want to, like, that's, like, that's crazy. But it's, he's got money. He's Donald Trump. And now he's the president. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he was telling the truth. Apparently, it's okay. It's okay, especially when you're on the way up or you're at the top. When you're at the top of your game, nobody is aiming to bring you down. Or people are aiming to bring you down. But you're protected from bringing yourself down, so to speak. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. And, you know... 2004 to whatever it was 2002 I guess it would have been you know when he was arrested for you know rape in Colorado 
is like, oh, shit, like Kobe Bryant's been arrested and charged with rape. And he's saying that, you know, he didn't do it. He's saying that he had sex with this woman. It was consensual and he's going to fight it. He's going to take this to court and wants his day in court to be heard. And I'm like, okay, cool. And the case never went to trial because he settled out of court, you know, for an undisclosed amount of money. You know, I don't know how much he paid the woman, but he paid a lot of money for that ring that he gave Vanessa. So, you know, I don't know who he spent more money on in that situation, but he spent a lot of money to make that case go away and to make and to get his wife to stay with him. You know what I mean? Money talks, people. It is what it is. You know, you can't, you know, you know, let me get arrested for rape tomorrow and be like, oh, man, I didn't, I, I had sex with her, but it was consensual. I didn't rape her. Trust me, I'm finna be single. Ain't, you know, it ain't finna be no, oh, I'm gonna stand by him. He made a, mm, no, I'm gonna be a single motherfucker. You know, I ain't, I ain't got no money. You know what I mean? I ain't got no money to make some shit go away. I'm just going to be all alone, you know, in a courtroom by myself, you know, trying to fight this case. You know, but, and it's crazy. And it's crazy to think, like, we all know, we all know that money, money opens doors for you. It's just the fact of the matter. If you, if you, if you got money, you need to admit that money opens doors for you. You know, money, fame, whatever. <clears throat> and what's crazy to me is that people don't want to admit that. People don't want to admit that money, money changes your life. Like money cannot buy happiness. I get that money is not everything, but money, money makes the world go round. And you look at this college this college admission scandal with these celebrities, you know, I think with Felicity Huffman and Lori, Lori Laughlin, aka Aunt Becky, uh, and you know, some other people like the links that they have gone through to pay to get their kids into college. You know what I mean? It's just like what? Like they first off they're paid to like cheat on the SATs and then they've paid to like get them recruited as college athletes even though they wasn't athletes it's like motherfucker wouldn't it have been easier just to donate some money to the school be like hey look kid wants to go here maybe the grades ain't all the way up to snuff how about I donate some money and build a new library and I'll pay the tuition and we just call it a day. You know what I mean? Like that, I would at least, you know, it's not okay, but I would at least respect it. Like respect the fact that you said, hey, I got some money. Let's make this happen. Instead of like you paying all this money to do shit under the table. Not to mention the fact you ain't even tell your kids about some of this shit. Like your kid, you made your kids go in and study and prep and nervously take and wait on the results of their SAT and you ain't even tell them that you bought the shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's the fucked up part about it. Like, look, the ACT ain't no joke. The ACT, the SAT, all of them, them shits ain't no joke. 
You know what I mean? Because you know going in that you need a certain score for whatever it is you're trying to do. I mean, from, you know, you're just trying to get into community college, you know, to you trying to get a scholarship at the Ivy League. Like, you know what score you need to get. And you know, and you got to schedule the test like a month or so in advance. And then it take like three weeks to get the results. So all of this stress that you got to go through, knowing that, man, I got to... I got the SAT coming up. I got to get a 1430, you know, to get accepted into, into whatchamacallit university. Or if I don't get at least a 1500, I can't get a scholarship to go somewhere, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, you're stressed and, you know, you're drinking coffee and you're drinking coffee and popping Ritalin and all this shit to study for the SAT. The whole time your parents then went behind your back and paid the motherfucker to change his score. Like, hell, if you was going to do all that, you could have told me. I could have been out partying with the rest of the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's just, it, it's crazy to me. And to watch and see the influence of money, you know, especially from a position like I ain't got money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, I'm aware that money exists and I'm aware that money opens doors but I, I don't have the money to do that so I'm just literally stuck on the outside looking in you know that's just it's just one of those things that I don't think people people understand and I don't know if it's changing or not you know because the people you know the people that you see getting in trouble for things right now you know, it's all old shit. Not necessarily old shit, but it's shit that's been going on, they say, for a long time. The R. Kelly situation. People have been talking about R. Kelly messing with underage girls since him and Aaliyah got married when she was 15. Leave that, just, just leave that out there. But ever since him and Aaliyah got married and she was 15, and this was in like the mid-90s or some shit, people have been saying that R. Kelly's been sleeping with underage girls. He even went on trial for it at one point. Was found, he was found not guilty. He was acquitted of those charges. Okay. But this has been going on for 30, 35 years. But it's just now starting to catch up to him and people are wanting to do something about it because like I was telling Brittany you know we was talking about the situation I believe I can fly was a long time ago people you know what I mean like the 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 remix to ignition hey it, it came out the kitchen a long time ago it ain't hot and fresh no more it been out the kitchen you know and so and so it's I think it's easier to to tear down or to there's less to overlook I guess like yeah you got money or he ain't even got money because he ain't paid his child support but that's another story but like when R. Kelly was on top you know you know when he was that dude so to speak oh man we was just willing to look right over all the shit that they were saying about him like we wasn't been a trip on that stuff it is what it is like yeah as long as you keep making good music i'll be all right you know same thing with cosby you know cosby was doing 
you know, doing all of these things for so many years, but he was, he had the, you know, he had the Cosby show going on, Fat Albert, Lil Bill, and all these, you know, he was selling the pudding pops and have a Coke and a smile, and, you know, he was, he was America's dad, but now he's, oh, yeah, I remember Cosby, you know, he ain't done nothing in a while, it's easier to say, all right, let's, let's go ahead and punish him for this shit. You know, um, you know, you don't see a lot of, you know, big time people while they on top go down. Like it's a long fall from the top and a lot of times it's a slow fall. Like the shit gotta, you go through stages of you not being as, it's, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein, you know, was one that has gotten in trouble. You know, in the Me Too movement. And Harvey Weinstein got long Hollywood money. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he got the type of money that you really don't know what he does. Like, I know, like, Weinstein and, you know, they produce movies and shit. Like, I don't know what a producer does. I don't know how that works. Like, you know, and it's crazy, like... Let me say this completely off topic of what I'm talking about. But you watch, you know how you watch TV shows and shit and it'll be a new show coming out and they tell you it's from the producers of Grey's Anatomy and the producers of Scandal and from the executive producer of whatever show. I'm like, we don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, you tell me, like, the same person that executive produced Scandal, executive produced this new show. I don't know what the fucking executive producer does. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know what influence they had on Scandal. Like, I don't know what the what it is that they did to make Scandal good that they gonna do to make this show good. Like, I don't understand it. Like, if you say the director, all right, I know what the director did. He directed the whole shit. He packaged it up and made people, you know, I get that. You say the writer, like, he wrote the shit. Like, he, he's the one that came up with the script and the dialogue and, you know, cool. Or if it's an actor, like, oh, they was in this. They acted this part out, so they'll act out this part. I don't know what the fucking a producer does. Like, that don't... But we, but we, we buy into it. It's like, you know, that name recognition of... Uh, I, I tell you a good one. Jerry Bruckheimer. Like, produces a lot of action movies and, you know, big budget type shit. I know the name. I really can't tell you what the fuck Jerry Bruckheimer does. But I know his name, that he's involved in a lot of big shit. You know what I mean? Or even somebody that, you know, that we know from doing, like, Steven Spielberg will produce shit. Like, produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh, Spielberg produced it. I still don't know what the fuck that means. But that's neither here nor there. So Harvey Weinstein, you know, has the production company and all of this shit. And, you know, he's going to go on trial, I guess. And But he's not working anymore. See, I don't know what that means. I don't know what I lose by losing Harvey Weinstein. You know what I'm saying? Like... Okay, Harvey Weinstein's not doing whatever it is he does. I don't know what that means. I know what it means if you tell me that I can't listen to Michael Jackson no more. 
Like I'm losing the music. I'm losing the music videos and all of that shit. I'm losing. I'm lo- I see what I'm losing. <sighs> you know, so I think it's different. You know, I think you know. You know, the saying is money talks, but I think star power has a lot to do with it too. Star power, name recognition, uh, talent, tangible talent, so to speak. Like, I know talent's not really tangible. It's, you know, so just very poor grammar on my part. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, if I can see what it is that you do, then I think that, I think, helps cover up some other shit that I might not want to discuss and look at right now. You know, which is, like I said, it's, you know, it's not right, but that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. And, you know, money, money's everywhere. Money makes the world go round. You know, um, it's uh, baseball season's about to start. Shout out to the baseball fans. I should have played. I like money makes me wish I'd have played baseball. Because baseball, they hand out big money. And when I say big money, I mean big money. Like two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, Bryce Harper, he signed a contract for like 13 years. $330 million and that's fully guaranteed like baseball baseball like they money guaranteed they getting that paper you know what I mean so 13 so whatever it was 13 years 12 years $330 million, and it's just like oh that's crazy and then like two weeks later like just this week another dude Matt Trout is like signing a 12 year contract for four hundred and thirty million, it's like what? Like so, two players and they're they're on different teams, but you know, two players in the past month have signed contracts that are worth damn near a billion dollars in salary. Two players, almost a billion dollars in salary. You think they can't pretty much get away with what the fuck they want to get away with? Like, you think they ain't got the kind of money to make shit go away? Like, officer, let's just pretend these drugs ain't in the car. You get what I'm saying? Let's just act like you didn't open the trunk. Let's just act like, let's just act like I didn't take this field sobriety test. How about we just call somebody to come get me and we all just go on about our night and I just write this check out to, do I write it out to you or to the police department? Or how do I do this to make a charitable donation of a large sum? You get what I'm saying? But, you know, that's that that's on them. That is on them. You know, but at the end of the day, end of the day, money, money talks. Money talks, bullshit walks. If you got money in this world, in America, you're doing all right. You know, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to use your money and sweep some shit under the rug temporarily. 
And the only question is how temporary is temporary? Is you going to get away with it for a year? You're going to get away with it for two decades or you're going to get away with it for, you know, five decades or they go wait until you're dead and then bring the shit up. And at that point, it's like, hell, why even bring the shit up now? He did like that bothers me like that. I don't like. You know what I mean? Look, if a motherfucker do something wrong, they deserve to be punished for it. I'm all for that. Even if, I don't care who it is. If you do something wrong, you deserve to, there's consequences to that. But once somebody's gone, like they not here no more, like they are not here to defend themselves, I see no point in bringing up whatever they did. Especially, especially if you knew about it when they was alive. Now, if you find out some shit was different, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, this this ain't what he, you know, thought it was, uh, you know. But Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson right now, the, the, the Finding Neverland, Leaving Neverland documentary. I ain't, never, I ain't watched it. I ain't seen it. But like I said, these are allegations that have been going on since the early 90s again. But Michael Jackson was a... Super star. A super, like, it's hard to, like, like, they need another level of fame to describe how famous Michael Jackson was. Because it's just, he's, he was just that famous. So, and like I said, these allegations have been going on since the early 90s, but he was a superstar. He was major, you know. By the time he went on trial in, you know, 2004, 2005, or whatever it was, he wasn't, yeah, I mean, he was still famous, but he, you know, he was long removed from Thriller. You know what I'm saying? Billie Jean had been a while, been out for a long time. You know, so he wasn't on top the same way that he had used to be when he went on, you know, the first, you know, the trial back in 2005, I think it was. You know, but now he's gone. Like, now he's not here. So I don't see, like, why I come out of the woodwork and, oh, he, he did this to me in 1997. And, oh, back in 93, he did this to me and I never told anybody. Uh, like, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then on the flip side of that, same thing, you know, with, you know, with social media being what it is and people and, you know, People staying woke about shit. You see a lot of people sharing stuff like, oh, we want to talk about Michael Jackson, but we don't want to talk about Elvis and what he did. And, oh, look at what Jerry Lee Lewis did. And, you know, like, look, man, these people are gone. What the fuck is the point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of doing any of that? Like, it don't make no sense to me. You know, just like fucking President Trump right now talking shit about John McCain. Like, dude, the man dead. Like, the man is dead. Like, why are you continuing? It's an ugly expression to use, but, like, you're literally trying to beat a dead horse. Like, you shouldn't kick a man when he's down. When a man's dead, he ain't, he ain't, you can't be no more down than that. Like, don't kick him, like, you know. Like, why spit on a man's grave, so to speak? You know, I don't get it. I don't get it, but, you know, things, you know, money talks, and when money get involved, people get funny. 
people get funny when you, you know, when money gets involved into a situation or a lifestyle or whatever, things change. It ain't the same. It's a whole different world out there when you start talking about money. And at the end of the day, I guess that's my whole point. That's my whole point is that I don't know. I don't know. I was I was thinking for some reason that I was gonna have like a a final thought, so to speak. Like a, you know, y'all remember like the Jerry Springer show? Like Jerry's was it Jerry's final thought? Is that what he? But like after all this craziness, he would sit on his stool with his little cue cards and say some inspirational shit almost, and be like, "I thought I was gonna have some of that, but I, I really don't." <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I don't have nothing you know, really inspirational to, to end the show with. I mean, hell, that's just, hell, it is what it is. Money talks, bullshit walks. You know, you can find, you know, plenty of examples of, you know, what I'm talking about. Hell, you can, you know, agree with me, disagree with me, like it, don't like it. Money, money, money changed the world. Money makes the world go around. If you got money, things are different. If you ain't got money, things real different. Like, they always say money can't buy happiness. But listen, I'd rather be I'd rather be sad with all my bills paid than just sad. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be sad in a Ferrari than sad on the bus. You know, like I I'd rather I'd rather cry I'd rather cry on the beach than cry in the projects. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, money ain't gonna make you happy, but money can make shit around you better. And if shit's better, you would think generally you'd be happier, but you know, that ain't always the case. Not always the case, but you know, hopefully one day, hopefully one day I'll have some money. Like I would love to make money, like money, money. Like I make money moves, you know, whatever. But I ain't ain't there yet, no. I I really don't see the prospects of me getting there being very high. But, you know, if I do, you know, I ain't the type, look, look, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't do, I don't do shit that I need to hide, so to speak. But, like, if I had money, like money, money, like, I'm the type, I'm going to throw a party. And if you invited to my party... Like, I'm going to buy your cell phone. Like, that's the type of shit I would do. Because, like, I'm going to be on some what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas type shit. Like, at my house, like we're going to party and we're going to have a good time. We're not going to Snapchat this or Instagram this or any of this. And we're not going to talk about what happened. Like, if you want to do some shit, you know, you want to smoke you want to smoke a joint and not have to worry about people getting mad at you. Or you want to get you want to get shit face drunk and not have to worry about the pop. You know, like, we finna do that. So I'm gonna buy your phone when you come in, and that way ain't nobody got phones and cameras and just you know that's the type of shit I would do. Like me, if I had money, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have fun with my money. Like I'm the type to call you know to call up some two or three of my friends you know that might live around the country, be like, hey, I'm gonna need you at the airport in three hours. You, I've just booked you on a flight to Vegas. Let's go. You know that's the type of shit I'm gonna do. You know. If I ever get there, you know, I'm just like to, you know, I'm going to walk into the bar and be like, uh, here go $5,000 
all the Bud Light tonight is bought and paid for. Anybody that wants a Bud Light, it's bought. You know what I mean? That's the type of shit I'm going to do. But, you know, that's neither here nor there right now because I ain't at that point. Maybe one day I'll get there. Maybe one day you'll get to where you want to be and you can have money conversations. But until then, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. I'm going uh, to keep doing this podcast and working working my job and spending time with my family and trying to, trying to enjoy my life, trying to live my best life, as they say. And hopefully you can get out there and continue living your best life. And that's really all I got for you, people. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for sitting. Thank, thank you. For, well, I say sitting. You could be walking on a treadmill for all I know. But thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to, like I always tell you, man, feel free to, you know, comment and email me. Uh, drinkswithdub at yahoo.com. Feel free to, you know, comment on any of the posts where you see the show posted. Uh, DM me your thoughts, concerns, agreements, disagreements, praise, criticism, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say to me. Feel free to, feel free to let me know that. Uh, any topics you may want to discuss, you may want me to discuss or get my opinions on. Drop those at me. Drinks with Dub at yahoo.com. Instagram, Facebook, uh, wherever you, you know, if you see me out in the street and you be like, hey man, won't you talk about this? Feel free. But until that time, I'll be back next week. And I feel pretty confident saying that. Like, I ain't felt confident saying I'll be back next week in a while. But I feel confident saying I'm going to be back next week because I'm doing good. And that's going to be five in a row. Next week will be five in a row. I, I don't know if that means anything or not, but. It'll mean something to me. And I'll pat myself on the back once again for do, giving you another episode. But I'll get there when I get there. This is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you hadn't already, feel free to, uh, like I said, like like the podcast, whatever platform you want to listen to. iTunes users, all my, all my iPhone people. If you if you don't mind, leave me a five star review. Leave me a, you know a, a five star rating. Leave a review. Tell me what you think about the podcast uh, or any other platforms that you can do that on. I know iTunes specifically allows you to give a five star rating and you know write a review. I don't think Spotify does. Some of the other ones I'm not sure about. But if you know, give me if you've got the opportunity to give me a good rating or a good review greatly appreciated but if you don't hey thank you anyway that's all i got for you i'll be back in another week with a brand new episode this has been drinks with dub i am your host dub city and like i always tell you if you know better you do better peace